Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. episode of the Ocho presented to you in partnership as always with SB Nation's blog and the boys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me of course from BTB and from Riders, your humble host on the Ocho. It is Monday, September 5th, 2022. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and excited because the Dallas Cowboys have a new left tackle. That's right. This is the Jason Peters emergency episode. Want to get something out of the way very quickly. Today is Monday. You normally don't hear from me on Mondays except for our post-game episodes, which obviously start next week. This is the regular season, so it is a very exciting time. You heard from the guys earlier on first and 10. Normally in this slot on Mondays, the afternoon slot, you get hidden yardage with Mark Lane and Sean Martin. But you know, little peek behind the curtain. Mark and Sean recorded on Sunday evening about, I don't know, 12 or so hours before the Jason Peters news became official. Uh, they talked about things that are, are very pertinent to this week and into this season for the Cowboys. But in lieu of the, the Peters news, we pushed that. You'll hear them on Tuesday morning. That'll drop at 8 a.m. Eastern time. And you get me here right now specifically talking about the Peters thing. We're still working on our permanent Tuesday show. We have some things that we're very excited about. Uh, but that's, um, that's how the sausage is getting made uh, for week one of the regular season so anyway let's talk about it Jason Peters signs with the Dallas Cowboys the news breaks pretty uh pretty bright and early Monday morning so much for Labor Day uh this felt very predictable if we're being honest this was not a real surprise right it, it kind of felt like this was inevitable uh over the weekend obviously you know it was a holiday weekend again as mentioned but um th- this felt like it was going to happen and, and more than that it felt like it had to happen for the Dallas Cowboys right it's been a, a little bit over a week and a half since Tyron Smith was lost um, with what may end up being a season-ending injury maybe uh, you know we hope not obviously but maybe a career-ending injury for Tyron Smith but but that's a whole different thing the Dallas Cowboys now have an answer seemingly for the time being at left tackle you can argue that they have waited a little bit too long to address this even in the aftermath of the Tyron Smith injury because you know, look, Jason Peters is a cowboy. I'm excited. You're excited. But he's likely not going to play for the time being. In fact, Jason Peters, in meeting with the media, had a very busy day on Monday, signs with the Cowboys, practices with the Cowboys, meets with members of the local media, said it would take him a couple of weeks. And, and shout out to, to Joey Ags, BTB alum, for noting, you know, if the Cowboys had signed him, you know, that, that Thursday morning two weeks ago after the Tyrant Smith stuff kind of became official, who knows what, what, what the case is? Who knows if maybe... Jason Peters is in a position to start at left tackle Sunday night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But, you know, look, the Cowboys made this bet. And I don't just mean in the last week and a half. The Cowboys chose to not take this position seriously over the course of the entire offseason. It blew up in their face with a tyrant injury. And here they are. This is the first positive step 
that the Cowboys have taken at the tackle position. No joke since last season ended. Good for them. I'm, I'm not trying to just bring up negative things, uh, but this is the first step in the positive direction that they have made here. And we'll see when Jason Peters ultimately plays for the Dallas Cowboys. It's worth mentioning their first two games are a little bit more difficult. Obviously, they have the Buccaneers on Sunday night. They have the Cincinnati Bengals next Sunday afternoon, the return of their former tackle in Lyle Collins. Then things ease up just a little bit. Uh, and, and maybe Jason Peters does return in, in the third week of the regular season. That is actually two weeks exactly, excuse me, three weeks exactly from today uh, with the Dallas Cowboys visiting the New York football giants on Monday night football. So that kind of feels about right in my own personal estimation. But uh, we'll, of course, see that the Sunday after that, uh, the Cowboys do host the um, the Commanders. So uh, they've got that going on as well. But And that game won't feature Chase Young, by the way. So, you know, just lots of, of factors to, to, you know, kind of consider and, and, and sort of let sit in the ether. But Ultimately, uh, we offered a poll option um, at the site in the article that had the Jason Peters news, and I don't know how you don't give this an A. Uh, again, I, I think the, the, the path to this point was was very rocky and very unnecessary in a lot of ways, but the Dallas Cowboys did bring in an extremely viable option at left tackle. It will take him some time, obviously, to get ready, and, and we'll see how Tyler Smith fares in the meantime. Hopefully, he's awesome. I don't care if he's awesome, by the way. If Tyler Smith plays and is awesome doesn't matter kick him inside play left guard when Jason Peters is back your starting offensive line when Jason Peters is ready as far as I'm concerned from left to right Jason Peters Tyler Smith Tyler Biotish Zach Martin Terrence Steele you can make an argument I wouldn't but you can make an argument that the best version of that is the same up till center but Connor McGovern at right guard and Zach Martin at right tackle that is maybe truly your best five depending on how much you feel about or how, how how much you feel about Connor McGovern's abilities at right guard like I said I wouldn't make that argument personally I think the stability of Zach Martin inside at right guard uh, is better and I think overall I believe more in Terrence Steele than I do Connor McGovern um, not an apples to apples thing but you get my point either way this entire process bringing in Jason Peters involves leaving things the way that they have been designed since Tyler Smith was drafted many moons ago now you have an all-pro future hall of famer at left tackle just like you did Jason Peters Tyron Smith you know kind of one idle in one idle out Indiana Jones and then everywhere else is what you planned. You planned on Tyler Smith at left guard for this season. You planned on Tyler Biotish at center. You planned on, on Zach Martin at right guard. You planned on Terrence Steele at right tackle. You still do not have a plan at swing tackle. That is something that needs to be said. Kudos, Cowboys. You took a positive step. Like we said, we gave you your flowers. But the fact that neither, and I've written this, said this, Instagram, TikTok this, the fact that neither Josh Ball nor Matt Waletsko were in serious consideration to be the team's starting left tackle after the Tyron injury, that in and of itself highlights how poorly prepared the Cowboys are for life if they have to suddenly depend on a swing tackle. Again, Jason Peters is not going to play on Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and uh, Michael Gallup again kind of reiterated that that's not going to happen, or Mike McCarthy did, excuse me, on Monday uh, for him for talking about Michael Gallup. Uh, but, but the fact that you have to go into Sunday with a rookie out there as opposed to somebody who you were planning on being your swing tackle again highlights how poorly you prepared here so the the, the work cannot be done the, the the work simply 
cannot be done for the Dallas Cowboys. This is a very good thing, a very positive thing, and a very weird thing. All right? I know it was kind of like expected, and, and we kind of knew it was coming. We were able to, to kind of, I wouldn't even say mentally prepare. I think we had already really totally uh, prepared for this reality over the course of the last, I don't know, week. Uh, it was, what, last Wednesday when, when it was first reported that Jason Peters was going to be visiting the Cowboys. So it took almost a week, by the way, for this whole thing to happen. Um, but it is weird, nonetheless. I mean, if you're, I don't know, 35, maybe 40 or younger, I think the Eagles are probably the team who you believe uh, are the top rivals of the Cowboys. There haven't exactly been um, any real tense moments between the Cowboys and Giants or Cowboys and Commanders over the course of the last, I don't know, 10 years. Um, you know, I'd say early in the Romo days that the New York Giants certainly uh, were kind of the thorn in this team's side. But, but for, you know, I don't know, since 20 maybe since the Giants won their second Super Bowl, uh, it's probably, you know, it's been Cowboys Eagles and it's been that way in the division. I know that, you know, Washington had the RG three year, um, and, and then, you know, had a few, you know, kind of moments where they were less bad. Uh, but this has been all Dallas, all Philly. So now you have this prominent player, uh, you know, that, that has been a big role in those games now switching sides, you know, going from the bad guys to the good guys. And so it's cool. It's interesting. Uh, it is shades of DeMarco Murray, at least in terms of awkwardness and weirdness. But obviously, we're hoping that the Cowboys get something very legitimate out of Jason Peters, which the Eagles did not out of DeMarco Murray. And I think that that kind of takes me to my next point here is there's so many people even Cowboys fans not just salty Eagles fans but Cowboys fans saying so what this dude's 40 so what I mean oh wow we're really supposed to get excited oh my gosh wow yeah Cowboys really did it they did something special here oh man this this is this is really going to make a difference look the Cowboys made a big mistake (laughs) and this isn't about you know you and me being right but we were right we were and and we're not the only ones there were hundreds thousands of people screaming at the Cowboys they were they were the the dog in the this is fine meme thing you know I'm talking about and where where the house was on fire and so the Cowboys finally stood up you know from the the comfortable chair and said well the house on fire (sighs) yeah we know we told you we told you the house was on fire and so, you know, this doesn't undo all of that. This doesn't mean that the plan worked. This doesn't mean that this was the plan all along, okay? And so you have to accept, you have to admit to yourself, I think, first and foremost, that the Cowboys aren't getting, you know, prime, elite, vintage Jason Peters. They're getting one of the best possible options that they can have right now. The problem, again, as we've said, is that they did not make a serious signing at the tackle position until Monday, September 5th, right? Like that's that's kind of a, a, a an issue. And so, look, I, I think it's interesting if you look at the um, at all of the veteran free agents, external ones to be clear, who the Cowboys have brought in over the course of the offseason, right? Um, you know, you could, uh, you know, you can't. I mean, I, I'm not trying to say you could as in it's an option, but you know, this includes James Washington, Dante Fowler, Ryan Nall, Christian Sam, um, Malik Jefferson, um, Brett Maher, Lareem Hyrule, who's technically on that list, Kevante Turpin, who, te- you, know, I, you know, I don't know how you classify Kevante personally, whether you, you know, consider that a veteran move or not, uh, but Kevante Turpin, Anthony Barr, 
Uh, we say Brett Maher, Brett Maher, Jason Peters, all the moves that the Cowboys have made that, that are significant, the ones that are notable, all took place after training camp began. I know some people believe that Dante Fowler is going to be uh, a significant contributor to this team this season. We'll see. I'm not trying to say I believe that to be impossible. I'm just not drinking as much of that Kool-Aid as a lot of other people are. But the other names, the names we're excited about as my dog uh, Wolf's in the background. Bear is such a good boy uh, sitting at my feet. Um, obviously, Kevontae Turpin, right? You know, we, we believe to be one of the more dynamic return players in the NFL. Brett Maher is your kicker. That in and of itself is an inherently important position, one that we have expressed a, a desire to see the Cowboys take seriously, but you know, whatever. So Kevontae Turpin, Brett Maher, Anthony Barr, we still haven't really seen much of Anthony Barr um you know obviously we saw him in the in the preseason finale but that really wasn't much I think we're all pumped to kind of see what Anthony Barr has to offer on Sunday night against the Bucks. uh but Anthony Barr and and now you know Jason Peters the most significant contributors with the Cowboys have added by way of external veteran free agency all landed with the team after they arrived initially at training camp in Oxnard, California. That is wild to me to think about, really. It truly, totally is. Um, on the subject, by the way, of Anthony Barr, I do want to mention um, this is very important information. I know this is the Jason Peters episode, but Jason Peters is going to wear number 71 with the Dallas Cowboys. In case you weren't aware, that's his, his longtime jersey number, obviously. Um, it is available to him because rookie tackle Matt Waletsko is switching to 79. Chaz Green, what up? Uh, other number changes for the Cowboys. Deron Bland moving from 30 to 26. That is an upgrade. Uh, Kevontae Turpin is still apparently undecided, according to Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News. Uh, there was the report last week that he was switching to 9, but, but might switch to 16. And I really hope that's not all of these Romo stands. Look, if... If Kevontae Turpin wants to wear number nine, just let him. All right, just like all right, just I I'm super weird about jersey number stuff, but just let him wear number nine if that's what he truly wants to do. Dennis Houston switching from three to seventeen, love that. We already touched on that. Well, let's go. Malik Jefferson uh, switching from forty-five to forty-six, so dialing it dialing it up just one decibel. Uh, the tight ends, Peyton Hendershot going from forty-nine to eighty-nine, love that. Jake Ferguson from forty-eight to eighty-seven, that is the biggest upgrade as far as I'm concerned. I will give Jake Ferguson credit. He did his best to embrace 48. Even talked about Moose Johnston and how cool it was. And I, you know, I think we all wanted to believe that he really liked the number. But 48 is not a cool number. We we can you know, we can all admit it. Uh, and finally, Anthony Barr. That was the reason I, I brought this up. Switching from 51, which is a pretty solid linebacker number. Shout out to Aiken Adele. Um, switching from 51 to 42. What? Gross. No downgrade. You cannot wear 42 as a linebacker in the NFL. And I mean that as far as my rules. I know the NFL allows for some atrocities to happen. That is disgusting, so I do not like it. But anyway, back to um, to Jason Peters. This is, I mean, this is a, a lifeline, you, you could say. And, and I know you don't want to be spending lifelines, um, you know, the week that the regular season starts. Um, and, and this isn't to say that, that there's doom and gloom um, on the way for this team, but um, th this ultimately is a very good thing for the Dallas Cowboys. This ultimately is a step in the positive direction for the Cowboys. We can moan and groan and whine and complain and talk about how the path here was not the most wise one that they could have taken. We can moan and groan and whine and complain about how they took too long, even after the tyrant thing, to get to this point. And, and, and my last thing you know, that I, I wanted to touch on here does relate to Tyron. I got a question tweeted at me um, throughout the day on Monday that said, well, what, what happens when Tyron comes back now that Jason Peters is on this team? Because again, 
in all likelihood, your your lineup left to right is, is Peters, Tyler, Tyler, Zach Martin, uh, Terrence Steele. And so my answer to you is if you're asking, if you're the person kind of pontificating, saying, what do we do when Tyron comes back? My answer is that I don't think that's happening. I mean, I said that at the very beginning. I'm sure you said that at the very beginning. The Dallas Cowboys at least said publicly um, that they're, they're planning on Tyron coming back. And, you know, I, I think... <laughs> I would like to believe that, that they are honest enough for themselves to, to say that that is maybe not the, the most wise thing to count on. It's one thing for them to, you know, the morning after the Tyron news, Jerry Jones was on first take and was really trying to sell the idea that Tyron was coming back. And he did it again last week on 105.3 The Fan. And it's one thing to, to just try to sell it. But it's another thing, and obviously we don't know this exactly, but it's another thing to truly and totally build your team in that way. Um, and so, thank you, Bear. It seems as if the Cowboys – my overall point, I don't think the Cowboys signed Jason Peters, of all people, if they really believe that Tyron Smith is coming back. And and to be fair, to be smart, to be right, they should not plan on Tyron coming back. If he comes back, great. You deal with that quote-unquote problem when it arrives, but you cannot – you simply cannot. It would be irresponsible to build this team and, and start this campaign on Sunday night with the, the not just hope, but the expectation that Tyron Smith is going to return. That would not be wise in any way, shape, or form. We're obviously all rooting for Tyron Smith to come back. I would love to see that. And again, if it does ultimately happen, you cross that bridge when you get there, but you bring in the best available option that you possibly can, which is exactly what I think the Cowboys have done by signing Jason Peters. So a big kudos to them. Round of applause, Cowboys. Here are your flowers. You really did earn them. You did the thing that made sense. <laughs> you did the thing that, that we wanted you to do. You took a little bit too long, but... Today belongs to you, Dallas Cowboys. Great job. I'm excited. I'm excited to see Jason Peters. Uh, I'm excited to be able to kind of trust this offensive line because I don't know how you can't. I think that, you know, look, it's it's still not infallible, but it, it's hard. It's hard to find a group that you feel really great about. I would feel, I, w- I would say close to Nirvana, uh, <laughs> given the, the way the last few months have been, but I would feel close to Nirvana if the Cowboys went and improved the swing tackle position because we, we are now, even if you believe, I think this would be unfair, but even if you believe that this is some sort of Indiana Jones idol swap, that you're taking out Tyron and putting in Jason Peters, even if you believe that to be the case, you're still in the same boat. The reason that the Thursday morning after Tyron Smith's injury was so frustrating and disappointing and devastating, to be frank, is because there was obviously no plan in place and okay you have now come back up you were underwater right you've you've broken through the surface (gasps) right take that deep breath swim to shore (laughs) like like swim to shore don't just sit here and tread water because that's what you were doing before that got you into this mess that got you into this predicament that got you into this pickle so Dallas Cowboys if you're listening take the lesson learned over the last 10 11 whatever you know I think it's been 11 days, um, 11 or so days, 12 days, whatever, almost two weeks. Take the lesson of the last two weeks, which should have been the lesson of the last six years. Learn from it and hedge your bet now. All right. Do not wait and be reactionary because being reactionary is why Jason Peters isn't going to play Sunday night against the Buccaneers. All right. If you had been more proactive in this, maybe Jason Peters or whoever the case is 
could have been your left tackle on Sunday night when you host Tom Brady and the Bucks, and you start this whole thing with all the marbles. Maybe not all of them, but a lot of marbles up for grabs. So uh, learn the lesson. Jason Peters, welcome to the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome to the good guys. Congratulations on finally uh, being able to block for and protect an elite quarterback, something that has never been the case for you uh, to this point in your NFL career. Again, you can get the latest episode of Hidden Yardage tomorrow on Tuesday morning here on the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network. Make sure you do subscribe. Uh, we're available on all podcast providers. Subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. Make sure you're checking out the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel as well. We have daily videos coming out over there it is a game week so our game week routine is off and running and hopefully hopefully all right shout out to the people that are supposed to bring me my special delivery hopefully we have our first madden simulation of the year at the end of this week on the blog and the boys youtube channel have a great day everybody you'll hear from me again tomorrow on the round table we love you all we will see you manana my friends as always go cowboys and peace out